1: WELCOME TO OUR TUESDAY'S BROADCAST OF THE GOSPEL TRUTH. TODAY I'M CONTINUING TO TEACH ABOUT ELIJAH, THINGS THAT WE CAN LEARN FROM HIM, AND I'VE GOT THIS TEACHING ENTITLED LESSONS FROM ELIJAH. THIS COMING FRIDAY IS GOING TO BE MY LAST DAY TO OFFER THESE MATERIALS OVER OUR TELEVISION PROGRAM. SO I ENCOURAGE YOU TO PLEASE GO TO THE EXPENSE OR THE EFFORT OF GETTING THESE MATERIALS. YOU CAN ALSO GO TO OUR WEBSITE AND YOU CAN GET ALL OF THIS TEACHING FREE OF CHARGE. IT'S RIGHT THERE ON THE WEB. I'M NOT TRYING TO SELL PRODUCT. I'M TRYING TO GET THE TRUTH OUT TO YOU BECAUSE THIS TRUTH HAS TRANSFORMED MY LIFE. THESE ARE SOME OF THE MOST IMPORTANT THINGS THAT GOD HAS TAUGHT ME, AND I'VE BEEN SHARING THESE THINGS WITH YOU. AND IF YOU WOULD RECEIVE IT AND LEARN AT ELIJAH'S EXPENSE, IT WOULD SAVE YOU FROM MAKING THE SAME MISTAKES. SO I'VE ALREADY TAUGHT ON THIS NOW FOR OVER THREE WEEKS. I'M INTO MY FOURTH AND FINAL WEEK ON THIS, AND I'VE BEEN IN FIRST KINGS CHAPTER 19 THE LAST FEW DAYS. THIS IS WHERE ELIJAH RAN AWAY FROM JEZEBEL WHO THREATENED TO KILL HIM, AND HE WAS HUNDREDS OF MILES AWAY FROM THE REVIVAL THAT HE CAUSED. IT WAS GOD'S POWER FLOWING THROUGH HIM, BUT THE ENTIRE NATION HAD FALLEN ON THEIR FACE AND SAID, THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD. THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD. AND THEY WERE READY TO RECEIVE, AND YET THE MAN THAT GOD USED TO BRING THIS GREAT DEMONSTRATION OF GOD'S POWER WAS AFRAID AND RUNNING THE OTHER DIRECTION. AND HE BECAME SO DEPRESSED, HE ASKED GOD TO KILL HIM AND TO TAKE AWAY HIS his LIFE. I EXPLAINED WHY THAT WAS. HE GOT TO WHERE HE STARTED TRUSTING IN HIS OWN ABILITY AND STEPPED OUT OF BEING uh, DEPENDENT UPON GOD. AND THE MOMENT YOU DO THAT, YOU'RE GOING TO FAIL. AND YET GOD DIDN'T FORSAKE HIM. GOD GAVE HIM SUPERNATURAL FOOD. HE WENT FOR 40 DAYS AND 40 NIGHTS IN THE STRENGTH OF THAT FOOD. AND THEN HE CAME TO MOUNT HOREB THE MOUNTAIN OF GOD AND GOD SPOKE TO HIM AND GAVE HIM ANOTHER CHANCE SAYS, WHAT ARE YOU DOING HERE, ELIJAH? YOU SHOULD BE BACK THERE. YOU SHOULD BE THERE WHERE THE PROVISION IS, WHERE THE POWER OF GOD IS IN DEMONSTRATION, WHERE ALL OF THE PEOPLE ARE WANTING A LEADER, SOMEONE TO TEACH THEM AND TRAIN THEM IN THE THINGS OF GOD. WHAT ARE YOU DOING HERE? AND ELIJAH TOTALLY MISSED IT. INSTEAD OF HUMBLING HIMSELF AND ASKING FORGIVENESS, Instead, he began to brag about, I'm the only one. I'm the only one left serving you. And he knew it wasn't true. First Kings 18, 13, Obadiah told him that there was still a hundred prophets of the Lord that he had hidden in caves and he had been feeding them through this drought. He knew it wasn't true, but he was just going by what he felt. And man, I spent a lot of time talking against that. Letting feelings trump fact will destroy you. I HAVE PEOPLE COME TO ME ALL THE TIME AND, AND SAY, WELL, SO HOW DO YOU FEEL ABOUT THIS? AND I SAY, IT DOESN'T MATTER HOW I FEEL ABOUT THINGS. I'M GOING TO DO WHAT GOD TOLD ME TO DO, WHETHER I FEEL LIKE DOING IT OR NOT. THAT IS SUPER IMMATURE. AND THIS GOES CONTRARY TO OUR SOCIETY TODAY. BUT ANYWAY, THE LORD GAVE HIM A SECOND CHANCE. AND HE ASKED HIM AGAIN, WHAT ARE YOU DOING HERE, ELIJAH? AND ELIJAH GAVE THE EXACT SAME ANSWER. YOU KNOW, I MADE THIS POINT THAT IF GOD LETS YOU RETAKE A TEST, IT'S BECAUSE YOUR ANSWER THE FIRST TIME WAS WRONG. YOU SHOULDN'T GIVE THE SAME ANSWER. AND YET, ELIJAH RESPONDED EXACTLY THE SAME, SAYING HE WAS THE ONLY ONE. GOD TOLD HIM, NO, YOU AREN'T THE ONLY ONE. I HAVE 7,000 PEOPLE, INCLUDING, YOU KNOW, IN ADDITION TO THESE HUNDRED MINISTERS THAT HAVE BEEN HIDDEN BY OBADIAH IN A CAVE, THERE WERE STILL THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE THAT HADN'T BOWED THE KNEE. AND ELIJAH KNEW BETTER, BUT HE WAS JUST GOING BY HIS FEELINGS. HE ANSWERED WRONG, AND BECAUSE OF IT, IN A SENSE, I BELIEVE GOD SAYS, ALL RIGHT, ELIJAH, I'M NOT GOING TO FORCE YOU TO GO BACK TO WHERE YOU SHOULD BE, BACK THERE WHERE THE REVIVAL IS. AND GOD STILL LOVED HIM, AND THIS MAN, ELIJAH, WAS ABLE TO STILL BE USED OF GOD. HE PROPHESIED TO AHAB. HE ENDED... A uh, famine that was in the city of Samaria when the S- Syrians surrounded them, I'm going to get to these verses later on, and eventually he was actually caught up into heaven and translated into heaven. He didn't die. So God still loved him, God used him, but he never did fulfill what God told him to do. Here's what the Lord said unto him. In verse 15, the Lord said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. Did you know there is nothing in Scripture that Elijah ever did this? On the contrary, in 2 Kings chapter 8, you find where Elisha anointed Haziel to be king over Syria. He wouldn't have done it if his predecessor, Elijah, had done what God told him to do. Then the second thing the Lord told him, he said um, in verse 16, And Jehu the son of Nimshai shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. There is no indication in scripture that Elijah ever did that. On the contrary, 2 Kings chapter 9, uh, Jehu was anointed by Elisha. Actually, Elisha sent one of his students, one of his servants to go do it, but Elisha is the one who was responsible for it. Elisha wouldn't have anointed. JEHU TO BE KING IF ELIJAH HAD DONE IT. SO HERE'S GOD SPEAKING TO ELIJAH IN THIS STILL SMALL VOICE, AN AUDIBLE VOICE COMING UNTO HIM, TOLD HIM TO DO THREE THINGS. THE FIRST TWO THINGS ELIJAH JUST DIDN'T DO. HE REFUSED TO DO. WE DON'T KNOW ALL THE REASONS, BUT IN PREVIOUSLY IN THIS CHAPTER, HE HAD ASKED GOD TO KILL HIM. HE WAS WILLING TO DIE. I BELIEVE NOW HE WAS JUST WANTING OUT OF THE MINISTRY. HE WAS WANTING TO QUIT THE MINISTRY. HE WAS WANTING TO WALK AWAY FROM WHAT GOD HAD CALLED HIM TO DO. HE FAILED GOD BIG TIME RIGHT HERE. THIS IS NOT THE RIGHT THING TO DO, AND YET, GOD STILL USED HIM. BOY, THERE ARE SO MANY LESSONS TO LEARN IN THIS. BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? THERE ARE MINISTERS THAT HAVE PASTORED CHURCHES THAT HAVE MESSED UP. SOMETIMES THEY GET INTO SEXUAL SINS. SOMETIMES THEY MISAPPROPRIATE FUNDS. AND SOMETIMES THOSE PEOPLE NEVER RECOVER FROM THAT. BUT I KNOW ONE PERSON IN PARTICULAR WHO IS A PERSONAL FRIEND OF MINE WHO HE... HE GOT INTO SOME TROUBLE. HE LOST HIS CHURCH BECAUSE OF IT, AND HE NEVER WAS ABLE TO GO BACK INTO THE MINISTRY, AND YET HE LOVED GOD. HE WOULD WITNESS TO ANYTHING THAT MOVED. HE LED PEOPLE TO THE LORD, BUT THE CHURCH WOULDN'T FORGIVE HIM. HE NEVER COULD GET BACK INTO THE MINISTRY. BUT I BELIEVE THAT HE WAS RESTORED, AND GOD LOVED HIM, AND GOD DIDN'T FORSAKE HIM, AND GOD STILL USED HIM. SOMETIMES PEOPLE ARE MORE UNFORGIVING THAN WHAT GOD IS, BUT THIS SHOWS THAT GOD STILL STUCK WITH ELIJAH, EVEN THOUGH ELIJAH FAILED SO BADLY IN THESE INSTANCES. THE THIRD THING THAT THE LORD TOLD ELIJAH TO DO, IN VERSE 16 IT SAYS, AND JEHU, THE SON OF NIMSHI, SHALT THOU ANOINT TO BE KING OVER ISRAEL, AND Elisha THE SON OF SAPAT, OF ABEL-MIHOLAH, SHALT THOU ANOINT TO BE PROPHET IN THY ROOM. BASICALLY, ALL RIGHT, ELIJAH, I'M GOING TO REPLACE YOU. I'M GOING TO HAVE TO RAISE UP SOMEBODY ELSE TO FULFILL WHAT I CALLED YOU TO DO. DID YOU KNOW THAT THERE ARE EIGHT TIMES IN THE BOOK, IN THE BIBLE RIGHT HERE THAT ELIJAH DID MIRACLES. Elisha DID 16 MIRACLES. HE ASKED FOR A DOUBLE PORTION AND HE FULFILLED SOME OF THESE THINGS SUCH AS ANOINTING HAZIEL AND JEHU TO BE KING. GOD HAD TO RAISE UP Elisha TO FULFILL WHAT HE CALLED ELIJAH TO DO. I BELIEVE THAT THIS HAPPENS MORE OFTEN THAN WHAT WE'RE PROBABLY REALIZING, THAT PEOPLE ONLY FOLLOW THE LORD TO A DEGREE AND THEN THEY KIND OF HIT A PLATEAU AND THEY GET LAZY, THEY GET CONTENT, AND THEY DON'T CONTINUE TO PRESS IN. AND GOD HAS TO RAISE UP SOMEBODY ELSE TO FULFILL THE CALL THAT HE'S PLACED ON THEIR LIFE. BOY, MY PRAYER TO GOD IS THAT I'M GOING TO FOLLOW GOD AND SUBMIT TO GOD AND THAT EVERYTHING THAT GOD WANTS TO ACCOMPLISH THROUGH ME, I'M GOING TO GET IT DONE. I'M NOT GOING TO HAVE TO HAVE SOMEBODY ELSE Come along and take my place. That's my desire. And so, anyway, he told uh, Elijah to do these three things. He only anointed Elisha as his replacement. That's the only thing he did out of these three. In verse 19, it says So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Sapat. Who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them, AND BOILED THEIR FLESH WITH THE INSTRUMENTS OF THE OXEN, AND GAVE UNTO THE PEOPLE, AND THEY DID EAT. THEN HE AROSE AND WENT AFTER ELIJAH AND MINISTERED UNTO HIM." YOU KNOW, THIS DOESN'T TOTALLY COMPUTE WITH US TODAY BECAUSE THIS... YOU KNOW, A LOT OF THIS WAS THEIR CUSTOMS, AND uh, WE WONDER ABOUT, WHAT DOES THIS MEAN, THAT HE CAST HIS mantle OR HIS CLOAK UPON ELIJAH? WHAT DOES THAT MEAN? WELL, TO US, IT MAY NOT MEAN ANYTHING, BUT IT IS VERY OBVIOUS That God told Elisha to go separate Elisha unto the ministry, and that this casting his mantle upon him was Elijah doing that. And I believe that Elisha knew exactly what this was. Either this was the custom of the day or something, but this communicated unto Elisha, and he knew exactly. He ran after Elijah and says, Let me go back and kiss my father and mother, and then I'll follow you. He knew that this was Elijah calling Elisha to follow him and to come into the ministry and to be a prophet after uh, Elisha, after Elijah had left. So he knew exactly what was going on. Now this is important that you understand this. and I mentioned this briefly on yesterday's program, but I don't think that there was a single person in the nation of Israel who didn't know about the uh, contest, THAT ELIJAH HAD WITH THE PROPHETS OF BAAL AND HOW THAT FIRE FELL FROM HEAVEN AND THAT THE ENTIRE NATION FELL ON THEIR FACE SAYING, THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD. IT'S POSSIBLE THAT Elisha WAS ACTUALLY THERE AND A PART OF IT. BUT IF HE WASN'T THERE, HE CERTAINLY HEARD ABOUT IT AND I ALSO BELIEVE, BASED ON SO MANY THINGS I COULD SHARE WITH YOU, THAT GOD DOESN'T JUST CALL SOMEBODY, YOU KNOW, THROUGH A PROPHECY OR THROUGH SOMEBODY COMING BY AND CALLING YOU INTO THE MINISTRY, UNLESS IT'S A CONFIRMATION OF WHAT HE'S ALREADY BEEN SPEAKING IN YOUR HEART. I BELIEVE THAT Elisha KNEW THAT GOD WAS RAISING HIM UP. HE MAY NOT HAVE KNOWN ALL OF THE DETAILS, BUT HE KNEW THAT GOD WAS RAISING HIM UP. IT'S POSSIBLE THAT HE HAD SEEN WHAT ELIJAH DID AND HE WAS PRAYING AND SAYING, OH, GOD, I WANT TO BE LIKE THAT. GOD, I WANT A DOUBLE PORTION OF THE POWER THAT'S ON Elisha." I DON'T BELIEVE THAT THIS WAS RANDOM. IT CAME OUT OF THE BLUE AND THAT IT DIDN'T BEAR WITNESS WITH Elisha. I BELIEVE HE WAS READY FOR THIS. AND SO WHEN ELIJAH CAST HIS MANTLE UPON HIM, WHICH WAS CLEARLY UNDERSTOOD AS BEING A CALL INTO THE MINISTRY TO COME WITH ME AND TO BE A PROPHET, THEN Elisha RAN AFTER HIM, BUT LOOK AT THIS, HE SAID, LET ME KISS MY FATHER AND MY MOTHER, AND THEN I WILL FOLLOW THEE. YOU KNOW, IN LUKE CHAPTER 9 AND IN VERSE 62, JESUS WAS TALKING TO SOME PEOPLE AND THEY SAID, WELL, LET ME GO bury THE DEAD AND THEN I'LL FOLLOW YOU. AND HE SAID, LET THE DEAD uh, bury THE DEAD. AND THEN ANOTHER SAYS, LET ME GO BID MY FATHER AND MOTHER FAREWELL. AND HE SAYS, HE THAT PUTS HIS HAND TO THE PLOW AND LOOKS BACK ISN'T FIT FOR THE KINGDOM OF GOD. AND SO THE POINT THAT JESUS WAS MAKING IS THAT YOU HAVE TO MAKE A COMMITMENT TO FOLLOW HIM ABOVE EVERYTHING ELSE, ABOVE HUMAN RELATIONSHIPS, ABOVE ANYTHING. And I believe that that would hold true here. And I believe that when Elijah said unto him, go back again, what have I done unto you? Again, Elijah at this point had an attitude. He had already been asking God to kill him. He had uh, wanted to just quit and give up. And I believe that that's the reason that when the Lord told him to go anoint his replacement, he went straight out and cast the mantle over this. But he, he had this attitude like, I don't care. You can go do what you want to. I don't care what you do. HE BASICALLY WAS GIVING UP. HE BASICALLY WAS REMOVING HIMSELF FROM THE MINISTRY. NOW, THAT DIDN'T LAST BECAUSE GOD USED HIM AND SPOKE TO HIM AND HE EVENTUALLY WAS CAUGHT UP INTO HEAVEN IN A WHIRLWIND. AND I BELIEVE THAT ELIJAH DID RECOVER FROM THIS, BUT AT THIS TIME, HE WAS BASICALLY JUST TELLING Elisha, YOU CAN DO WHATEVER YOU WANT TO. I DON'T CARE WHAT YOU DO. HE WASN'T GOING TO TRY AND COERCE Elisha INTO FOLLOWING HIM. And I believe that Elisha got the message. It never does mention that he went back and kissed his father and mother and said goodbye to him. It says that he went back and he took the yoke of oxen that he had been plowing with, and he took the yoke and the wooden instruments that he was using, and he used them for a fire. HE KILLED THE OXEN AND BOILED THEIR FLESH AND GAVE IT TO ALL OF THE SERVANTS THAT WAS WITH HIM. APPARENTLY THERE WAS A LOT OF PEOPLE WITH HIM BECAUSE THERE WAS TWELVE yoke OF OXEN. SO THAT MEANS THERE WAS AT LEAST TWELVE TEAMS OF OXEN. THERE WAS AT LEAST TWELVE PEOPLE THERE. AND he HE TOOK THESE ANIMALS AND KILLED THEM AND FED THOSE PEOPLE, BUT IT NEVER DOES SAY THAT HE WENT BACK TO HIS FATHER AND MOTHER. I BELIEVE WHAT HE WAS DOING WAS BASICALLY HE GOT THE MESSAGE that you know what, you can't put your hand to the plow and look back, you aren't fit. In other words, you need to totally commit yourself. And what he did was go back and kill the animals that he was using to make a living. This is how he plowed the field. This is how he, uh, you know, uh, planted his crops and took care of things. And he basically just went back and burnt his bridges behind him, and he came and he followed Elisha and stuck to him. Now, there's a lot of things that are not mentioned in scripture, but I've read a lot of commentaries, and from the 20th chapter of 1 Kings all the way over to 2 Kings chapter 2, there's a lot of things that happened here, and most commentators believe that there was a large span of years. I mean, probably over 13 to 15 years minimum on up. It could have been much, much more. And this is while Elisha was apprenticing with Elijah. And you see in 2 Kings chapter 2, when Elijah was caught up into heaven, that Elisha would not leave him. Elijah tried to leave him three times, and he says, no, I will not leave you. I'm staying with you. And I believe that that same tenacity that you see from Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 2, it's right here. That he basically went back, burnt his bridges behind him. He killed the oxen. He he took the yoke and used it for wood. I mean, there was nothing to go back to, and he went and started following Elijah, and stuck with him for decades, and and God used him in a super powerful way. But I believe that that's the attitude that is being expressed right here, and this is one of the lessons that we learn from this is. THAT YOU'VE GOT TO HAVE THAT KIND OF AN ATTITUDE WHERE YOU JUST LITERALLY FORSAKE FATHER, MOTHER, BROTHER, SISTER, HOUSES, LANDS FOR THE SAKE OF THE LORD. FIRST, uh, IN THE TENTH CHAPTER OF MARK, JESUS WAS SPEAKING AND HE SAYS, THERE'S NO MAN THAT HAS LEFT ALL OF THESE THINGS FOR MY SAKE AND THE GOSPELS, BUT WHAT HE WILL RECEIVE A hundredfold IN THIS LIFE WITH PERSECUTIONS AND IN THE WORLD TO COME, EVERLASTING LIFE. THIS IS THE ATTITUDE THAT WE'VE GOT TO HAVE. AND I TELL YOU, THERE'S WAY TOO MANY PEOPLE TODAY THAT HAVE JUST A PARTIAL COMMITMENT TO GOD. THEY ARE ONLY GOING TO SERVE GOD WHEN IT'S CONVENIENT. THEY MAY STAND UP AND RAISE THEIR HANDS AND PRAISE GOD IN CHURCH, BUT YOU'LL NEVER FIND THEM DOING THAT IN THE WORKPLACE. THEY want, they AREN'T BOLD ENOUGH. THEY AREN'T COMMITTED. THEY have not They ARE STILL DEPENDENT, CO-DEPENDENT UPON PEOPLE'S APPROVAL, FAMILY MEMBER'S APPROVAL, BUSINESS ASSOCIATES APPROVAL. BOY, ONE OF THE THINGS WE LEARN RIGHT HERE IS THAT TO BE A FOLLOWER OF ELIJAH, WHICH I BELIEVE HE WAS FOLLOWING GOD, YOU'VE GOT TO COMMIT 100%, AND YOU'VE GOT TO JUST LITERALLY TURN AND GO AFTER GOD WITH EVERYTHING YOU'VE GOT. THAT'S ONE OF THE LESSONS THAT YOU LEARN RIGHT HERE. AND um, I'M GOING TO HAVE TO SUMMARIZE SOME THINGS HERE BECAUSE IF I WAS TO GO VERSE BY VERSE ALL THE WAY UP TO 2ND KINGS CHAPTER 2 WHEN ELIJAH IS CAUGHT UP INTO HEAVEN, Uh, IT WOULD TAKE ME WEEKS AND MONTHS TO GO THROUGH ALL OF THESE THINGS. THERE'S SOME GREAT THINGS SAID RIGHT HERE. BUT IN THE NEXT CHAPTER, THIS IS SECOND... FIRST KINGS CHAPTER 20, IN THE NEXT CHAPTER, SAMARIA IS COMPLETELY uh, SURROUNDED um, by THE SYRIANS. AND SO THE SYRIANS COME AND BESIEGE uh, SAMARIA. AND THIS IS UNDER BENADAD. And Benadad was supposed to have been replaced. It one of the things that the Lord told Ahab to do was to go anoint Haziel to take the place of Benadad, but he didn't do it. And because he didn't do it, Benadad came and surrounded uh, Syria, and there was uh, this famine and plague that went on, and many people suffered. And all of this happened because Elijah did not obey God and anoint Haziel to be king over Israel. Then in the 21st chapter of Kings, you find where Ahab longed after uh, Naboth's vineyard, vineyard that was just outside of his palace walls. And he saw this vineyard. It was a beautiful vineyard and he wanted it. And so he went and talked to Naboth and wanted to buy the vineyard. And Naboth said, no, this is my family plot. You can't have it. AND SO AHAB WENT BACK INTO HIS PALACE AND APPARENTLY HE WAS POUTING ABOUT IT AND HIS WIFE JEZEBEL COMES IN AND SAYS, WHY DO YOU LOOK SO SICK TODAY? WHAT'S WRONG? AND HE SAYS, WELL, NABOTH WON'T SELL ME HIS VINEYARD. I CAN JUST SEE (laughs) THIS, YOU KNOW, THIS PRIMA DONNA, THIS KING WHO WAS POUTING BECAUSE HE COULDN'T GET THIS VINEYARD THAT HE WANTED AND JEZEBEL GOT MAD AT HIM AND SAID, AREN'T YOU THE KING? SAYS, YOU CAN HAVE ANYTHING YOU WANT. SHE SAYS, YOU LEAVE IT TO ME. AND WHAT SHE DID WAS GO TO THE MEN OF THE CITY AND THEY HIRED THESE PEOPLE TO COME BRING FALSE ACCUSATIONS AGAINST Naboth AND SAY THAT HE HAD BLASPHEMED GOD SO THAT THEY WOULD BE ABLE TO PROSECUTE HIM. AND THEY CAME AND SAID THIS IN FRONT OF THE CITY. THEY DREW Naboth THERE AND THEY WOUND UP STONING HIM WITH STONES AND KILLING HIM. AND SO JEZEBEL WENT IN AND... Uh, TOLD AHAB, NOW, YOU KNOW, NABOTH IS DEAD. YOU CAN HAVE THE VINEYARD NOW. SO AHAB WENT DOWN, AND HE WAS WALKING THROUGH THE VINEYARD, ADMIRING THIS VINEYARD THAT HE HAD GOTTEN BY MURDER, BY KILLING THE OWNER OF IT. AND AS HE WAS WALKING THE ROWS OF THIS VINEYARD, ELIJAH, THE PROPHET, SHOWED UP. AND SO NABOTH, I MEAN, uh, AHAB SAID UNTO ELIJAH, HE SAYS, HAVE YOU FOUND ME, O MY ENEMY? AND ELIJAH SAID, YOUR SINS HAVE FOUND YOU OUT. AND THEN HE began TO PROPHESY. HE SAID, BECAUSE YOU HAVE DONE THIS THING IN THE VERY SPOT THAT THE DOGS LICKED THE BLOOD OF NABOTH, THE DOGS ARE GOING TO LICK YOUR BLOOD, AND JEZEBEL, THE DOGS ARE GOING TO EAT HER IN THE PORTIONS OF JEZREEL BECAUSE OF HER PART IN THIS THING. AND HE DELIVERED THIS PROPHECY OVER AHAB. AND DID YOU KNOW IT TOOK YEARS FOR THIS TO COME TO PASS, BUT EVENTUALLY AHAB WENT OUT TO BATTLE AND HE WAS KILLED IN BATTLE AND HIS SERVANTS BROUGHT HIS CHARIOT DOWN TO THE uh, VINEYARD OF NABOTH THAT uh, AHAB HAD STOLEN THROUGH MURDER AND AS THEY WERE WASHING OUT THE CHARIOT, THE DOGS LICKED AHAB'S BLOOD IN THAT EXACT SPOT. AND IT WAS MANY YEARS LATER AFTER JEHU BECAME KING, AND THIS WAS... Elisha, Elijah's replacement, anointed Jehu to be king. Jehu came to the palace in Jezreel. and as he rode in, uh, Jezebel painted her face up and she looked out a window and yelled some insults towards uh, Jehu. And Jehu said, "Who's on the Lord's side?" And there was an eunuch that stuck his head out of a window and he said, "If you're on the Lord's side, throw that wicked woman out of this." Uh, PALACE, AND SO THEY THREW HER OUT OF THIS WINDOW. SHE FELL ON THE GROUND, AND HE DROVE HIS CHARIOT BACK AND FORTH ACROSS HER AND JUST uh, KILLED JEZEBEL. AND THEN HE WENT IN, AND HE SAT DOWN AND began TO HAVE A MEAL. AND IN THE MIDDLE OF HIS MEAL, HE GOT CONVICTED AND HE SAYS, WELL, SHE WAS A WICKED WOMAN, BUT SHE WAS A KING'S DAUGHTER AND SAYS, GO OUT THERE AND BURY HER. AND WHEN THE SERVANTS WENT OUT TO GET JEZEBEL AND BURY HER BODY, ALL THEY FOUND WAS THE SKULL THE PALMS OF HER HANDS AND THE BOTTOM OF HER FEET BECAUSE THE DOGS HAD EATEN HER AND SHE BECAME DUNG UPON THE FACE OF THE GROUND JUST EXACTLY THE WAY THAT ELIJAH THE PROPHET HAD PROPHESIED. AND SO I'VE SPENT QUITE A BIT OF TIME THIS WEEK TALKING ABOUT HOW ELIJAH FELL AND HOW HE DISOBEYED GOD AND HOW HE RAN AWAY FROM JEZEBEL AND THEN HE FAILED TO DO THESE TWO OUT OF THE THREE THINGS THAT GOD TOLD HIM, BUT... GOD DID STILL USE ELIJAH AFTER THAT. THAT PROPHECY THAT WAS GIVEN IN THE 21ST CHAPTER CAME TO PASS EXACTLY THE WAY THAT HE SAID, AND GOD USED HIM ANOTHER TIME HERE THAT WE'LL BE TALKING ABOUT ON OUR PROGRAM TOMORROW. I'M OUT OF TIME TODAY, BUT I ENCOURAGE YOU TO PLEASE GET THIS TEACHING. MAN, THESE ARE POWERFUL TRUTHS, AND IT'S GREAT THAT YOU COULD LEARN THEM AT ELIJAH'S EXPENSE AND NOT JUST THROUGH THE SCHOOL OF HARD KNOCKS. If you'll listen to our announcer, he'll tell you about how you can get all of these materials, not only the book, but the study guide, the CDs, the DVDs, and we also have some other things. We have a package deal. If you'll listen, our announcer will tell you about this, and then please call or write today.
0: Andrew's complete series titled Lessons from Elijah is available in either a CD or DVD album, a book in either English or Spanish, or in a study guide. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. You can get these products as part of the Lessons Package, which includes two books, Lessons from Elijah and Lessons from David, and three albums in your choice of either CD or DVD. Lessons from Elijah, Lessons from David, and Lessons from Joseph. These teachings will give you the chance to learn from the successes and mistakes of three very powerful, but very human men of God. The lessons package has a catalog value of $135, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $95. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is raising disciples who are spreading the gospel around the world. Disciples like Jason and Sarah Lucas, full-time missionaries who are reaching the northern Arapaho people of Wyoming with the message of God's unconditional love and grace. Right here in our backyards, you've got a hurting, broken, lost people. We're talking about 3% claim to be born again on this reservation. And I just
1: remember the Lord saying one time to me, I've not forgotten them, and I've not forsaken them. Our heart is, show them the love of Jesus, show them the freedom of Jesus, show them that they can live this life still having their culture, but knowing who their father is, knowing Jesus.
0: Thank you, friends and partners, for enabling us to take this message to other cultures. To see the Lucas Family Destiny story, go to awmi.net today.
1: Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life—a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do and I tell you Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man if you want a life change come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you are created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is?
0: Experience Karis Bible College during our Campus Days event in Woodland Park, Colorado. Enjoy the teachings. Meet the instructors, and find God's purpose for your life. Learn more at karisbiblecollege.org.
1: I want to let you know that we are doing what we call a live Bible study every Tuesday night at 6 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. WE ARE BROADCASTING FROM OUR FACILITIES HERE IN WOODLAND PARK, AND WE ARE JUST SHARING THE WORD. I TEACH FOR ABOUT 25 TO 30 MINUTES, AND IT'S ACTUALLY LIVE. YOU CAN TEXT IN YOUR QUESTIONS. YOU CAN CALL AND ASK FOR PRAYER. YOU CAN GET PRODUCT, BUT WE WILL ANSWER AS MANY OF YOUR QUESTIONS AS WE CAN, ABOUT 25, 30 MINUTES WORTH OF TEACHING AND MAYBE 25 MINUTES WORTH OF ANSWERING QUESTIONS. IT'S JUST A GREAT INTERACTIVE THING. EVERY TUESDAY NIGHT, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time.